For New England Public Radio's Audiophiles, I'm Scott Friedman. For the past 34 years, the Jazz in July program has allowed musicians of all ages to learn from the best of the best. Working alongside faculty in the UMass Jazz Department, Jazz in July brings in musicians from all over the country who are eager to teach students in an intimate and hands-on setting. I had a chance to meet with faculty members Yvonne Mendez and David Pitchy to learn a little more about the program, along with jazz itself. I think that as Americans, we should all be familiar with the fact that it's a truly American art form, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of learning about our nation's history. This is a huge piece of it. Never mind the fact that it's awesome. You know, I, I'm just into it anyway. That's David, the Jazz in July Administrative Director. He's been involved with the program for the past 11 years. Beginning as a bass player with the program while attending UMass, David knows firsthand what musicians look for in a class. At the beginning of each week, groups of six or seven musicians are put together with one teacher with whom they'll spend the rest of the week learning from. Focusing heavily on improvisation, each teacher brings in their own methods and ideas. Throughout each day, students will move between these combos, big band rehearsals, and a master class where all the saxophone students will go with the saxophone teacher, all the bass students go with the bass teacher. And so now we're talking about a smaller session, you know, six bass players, six piano players, six guitarists, you know, all with that one teacher focusing for an hour session every day about the specifics of the instrument rather than running the combo of assorted instruments. This type of program is not for the faint of heart. Some students arrive as early as 8.30 in the morning to warm up, and some days may stay to jam until 11 at night. As intense as it sounds, David says he sees many students return for a second year, with some even returning three or four years in a row. Since Jazz in July began in 1981, it has continued to evolve year after year. Yvonne Mendez is the Director of Education for Jazz in July, and she tells me how the program has changed. We're really trying, this is uh, like a new phase for the program, like uh, like changing the face of it just a little bit because it was really just, we were doing a lot of stuff locally and now we're spreading out a little bit, so that's been really exciting. With word being spread outside of the Pioneer Valley, the program has been given a chance to draw in more students as well as teachers, and with it, varying musical and cultural influences. It's a nice mix of, of, you know, people from outside of the area, faculty anyway, and um, it kind of reflects with the students because we get students from all over. I think there's a student from Germany here this year. Yeah. yeah. So from people Jersey. come from all over. From all over, yeah. yeah. New Jersey, Pennsylvania. You know, we've had people from Japan. Musicians of almost any age are encouraged to sign up, from as young as 15 to... One participant who was in his 70s, he would come every year. Um, last year, I think we had the oldest participant. He was 83. He was a vocalist. Um, and the, um, we, from 15 on up. Most, the average age really is like maybe 17 to 25. As jazz becomes a more common discipline within the academic community, more and more musical programs of this sort have become available to students. What sets Jazz in July apart from the rest is the diversity of its members, as well as its desire to show musicians exactly what it's like to be a professional while at the same time sharing this experience with the community. Over the course of one week, students are given a chance to perform live twice. Halfway through the week is what's called Club Jazz in July, taking place this year at Amherst Brewing Company, a popular pub in town by the UMass campus. You know, the students get so pumped about it. 
it's a it's a gig. You know, we take them off campus and they're playing in a club for a public audience, not just each other. You know, they get comfortable with each other, but now they're playing for strangers. They get a place jammed with people. It's, the energy in the room is awesome. Everybody has a lot of fun there. The week-long program culminates in a larger performance on the UMass campus, where the combo groups and their teachers are able to show off what they have prepared, with each group playing a half-hour set. Both of these performances and Club Jazz in July are open to the public, and anyone is encouraged to come out to watch. Performance is really important, and we wanted to collaborate or make sure that there was an opportunity for the community to be more involved in specifically the performance aspects. I was able to watch the first week's final performance, and it was inspiring to hear how good the group sounded after just one week of playing together. Witnessing a live jazz performance is completely different than listening at home or in your car, as it feels much more personal and exciting. David shares what it is he loves about jazz. You can do anything. How much room there is for personal expression, how you can be yourself within the music. This program has something for everyone. The aspiring musician, the music lover, or just the curious. Whether you check out these future Coltrane's and Minguses this week, or go to another performance at the Fine Arts Center, I encourage everyone to experience live jazz one way or another. The musicians are there for you. You might as well be there for them. It really is a unique and powerful experience. For NEPR's Audio Files, I'm Scott Friedman. Audio Files is a production of New England Public Radio, a public audio library of the Western New England experience. Oh,